0: This is a podcast where we play Dungeons and Dragons with each other.
1: Sound really excited. Well done. No, that was good. Really excited.
2: Hello everyone, and welcome back to Make Believe Heroes, an actual yeah. play, 5th edition Dungeons and Dragons adventure. I'm your host and Dungeon Master, Paul, and as usual, I'm joined by my four friends.
1: Hey guys, it's Jeremy, I play Loric Darkbolt.
2: I'm Jeffrey,
0: and I play Sir Vance Off the Wall, the best character in the show.
3: <laughs> <laughs> We're also the deadest. <laughs> I'm Alan, and I play Jimalil cards. pulling out the good voice
1: right there
2: hi i'm red i play kellen wow (laughs) i have never met a group of guys less interested in playing dungeons and dragons i want to play D &D so bad right now i'm not interested yeah okay before we do anything else i'm gonna take (laughs) this extra large blue d20 i'm gonna roll it oh yeah it's a three (laughs) you're all dead it's a negative one it's an 18 boys Nah, it's not good enough. DC is higher than that. R D is way higher than that. I rolled a three last time. Kellen almost died. Kellen's mom almost died. Lorik almost died. And I rolled a three. That means our chances are better this time. <laughs> They're only getting better. So let me give you a little recap of what happened last time we played. Please do. Back in episode 20, two weeks ago. But I remember. Okay, I'm still going to give you a recap. Just in case, because you never know. Okay. So last time... We picked right back up in the middle of a battle against a bunch of what were coined ninja lizard bats that, (laughs) who had come and attacked our party along with Kellen's family outside his home in Fallen Grove. Kellen's mom had taken a fatal hit, but they were able to heal her, and then they commenced with the battle. Things got pretty crazy for a while. Even though they took out over half of the enemies, the strongest were left standing. And so our group finally overcame them after some pretty interesting things took place Larrick cast a spell, Command, hoping that he could take the largest and most dangerous out of commission. Things didn't exactly go the way he'd hoped, but it didn't matter because Jim made short work of him. So soon, our party brought the evil monsters to justice. However, Kellen's mother took another blow, and this time, she almost did not make it through. I was very upset. It's very dangerous. You almost killed the entire family. To say that Laric was very upset, Laric went like um, Nazi torture guy, basically, on one of the lizard bats. He just zapped his dead body until it turned into dust.
3: He deserved it. You can't say Nazi. I can't say Nazi. You can't say Nazi. Why?
2: That's Godwin's rule. It's what? Godwin's rule. Who's
3: Godwin? What's Godwin's rule? It's, it's the idea that the longer an internet argument goes on the higher the probability of someone being compared to Hitler or Nazis. Okay. <laughs> That's amazing. Hitler. Hitler. And
1: Paul
2: just just invoked... <laughs> okay. Nazis. Hey, uh, you just compared me to Hitler, and I don't appreciate that. I didn't compare you to Hitler. Hitler wasn't the <laughs> only Nazi. I mean, Laura kind of is like it. There were other Nazis. And so our party did rise victorious against the monsters, but not without cost. And we begin with the seven of you, I guess it is, all together, making your way back upstairs inside the home of Kellen Dimble. Granduncle is in the front helping Elamir come up the stairs. Even though she's been healed, her, her most serious wounds have been healed, she is slowly moving along. You can tell that she's still in some pretty serious pain. You don't take the sort of wound that she did without having some after effects. It's going to take her some time to heal. <sighs> So after a few minutes of you all, I'm assuming just kind of helping her up the steps, you all do make it back upstairs to the main living area of Kellen's house.
1: Uh, is the lady is the lady okay?
2: I uh, I think she'll be okay. She just probably needs to get some rest. If you understand what I'm saying,
1: we need to we need to set up a a guard around her and and a perimeter. That, where do these things come from? We we have to got to do something. Lorik,
2: don't don't be don't be. Silly, I'm. I'll, I'll be just. I'll be just fine. I just need to get some rest.
1: Well, that, that that's fine. You you can sleep. We'll guard you.
2: Well, I I appreciate the sentiment. Um, so I'm just wondering, Kellen. Can you explain to me why it is that our house was just attacked by a bunch of creatures? Um, they're called lizard bats.
4: Well, yeah, Dad. I had no idea. I I didn't think that it would be following us. I mean. Uh, Lorik and... So you all have encountered
1: these things before
4: then? Well, yeah, Lorik and uh, Cervantes.
1: Oh, yeah, that one time they, they
3: flew out of the mountain. I've never seen these before in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Did he just lie? No, no, I've seen some like these, but not like this. Never oh, like this. this. is This is one of your Pokedex things. Yes,
2: I start scribbling furiously. <laughs> <laughs> Guy says, we have seen some... Of these creatures that we've just been calling lizard bats because we don't really know a lot about them, but these seemed pretty intent, a lot more. I don't know how do you say it, like competent, I guess. Fierce, yeah, definitely more fierce and more ninja-like. What's a ninja?
1: Very skilled in combat. I, I, they were nothing like any lizard bat we ever seen before. That one had a giant sword. Well, actually, now. Cervantes has
2: the giant sword. but Yeah, Cervantes is holding a katana, an uh, odachi, if you will. That's How long do you think that sword is? 60 feet.
0: That is a long sword. <laughs> it's a mazamune. It's not a
2: mazamune. Oh. It's longer than any great sword. So it's a great, great sword. It's a great, great katana. It's a great,
0: long sword.
2: It's a very long katana, and it's quite sharp.
0: The blade length is 35.79 inches. Mm, so that's almost three feet long. Goodness, that's just a blade. The handles are usually pretty long. Sweet
2: Lord, yeah, that's yeah. Okay, that's a very long sword. So what we're saying that's is, it's a, it's a dangerous sword, son. If you knew that you might be being chased by these things, do you really think it was the wisest plan for you to bring all of your friends here? You could have warned us.
4: Well, it was. It's not. It's not Kellen's fault. It's oh, not hold Kellen's on.
2: fault. Loric, please. I'm trying. I'm talking to my son, Dad. I appreciate <laughs> it. Give me just a moment here,
4: Dad. It was. Well, he didn't do it, and you're a mean dad. It wasn't, we didn't think we were being chased. We thought we were safe. I mean, we kind of shook them. I didn't think that they would be a threat to us. Uh, I felt like we had shook them in the desert and like, you know, going through the forest. I feel like we would have lost them by now. I don't think they would have been following us.
2: Granduncle, it, Kellen would never have <clears throat> purposefully brought danger into our home. You know that. Her uncle kind of looks a little bit ashamed when she says that. He says, I, I know that. I'm just, look, you. I really thought that you were going to die there for a moment. I I didn't know what to do. I'm I'm sorry.
3: I also figured that Atonia's blessing would keep them out, at least somewhat. I wasn't sure you know, if they'd burst into flames or just trip over a root and impel themselves on <laughs> another root. But I thought it might have an effect. I'm curious why it didn't.
2: Well... Look, the sanction is not like a cure-all, fix-all to keep all enemies and monsters out of Fallen Grove. Uh, there are plenty of monsters in Fallen Grove.
3: Yeah, we saw that one guy, the the thing that bit Laric.
2: Yeah, the displacer beast?
3: Yeah, yeah.
2: I get all the beasts confused because so I've written so many down. <laughs> some of those beasts are native to Fallen Grove. displacer beasts, from what I've heard, I've never seen one, but they do exist. Are you're talking about that thing that jumped out of the tree that was like it was like it was coming right
1: after me, and then and the next thing I know, like I'm poisoned, and part of my body's ripped out.
2: Yeah, like a t- tentacle cat.
0: And then you basically died.
1: yeah <laughs> I, I really didn't like it, and uh also it, it wasn't Kellen's fault, just just to I'm saying that one more time. Not fault.
2: I know. I'm sorry. I, I was just overreacting a little bit. It's, it's It was hard to see my wife in such a state. But the thing is, those displacer beasts, they live deeper in Fallen Grove. There are some places you shouldn't go in Fallen Grove just because they're not. Is that where the, the grove could be? I don't know, but I'm, I'm not talking about just one place. There are places where people don't live. I think that you know
1: more than what you're telling us, or else lizard bats wouldn't be attacking you. What? I think you know more than you're telling us, because the lizard bats wouldn't be attacking you. Whoa, Lorik, that's a, that's a pretty harsh
4: accusation. I'm
1: sorry. It's also a truth, though.
0: Wouldn't you think, Sir Vance? That is a possibility.
2: Isn't it also quite possible, and let's just be rational here, hmm. that they simply came here because you were here? Me? No, oh. the four of you, the five of you. You're telling me that you all have encountered these things before? creatures that I've never seen and I've lived in Fallen Grove my entire life and within 12 hours of you all arriving they're here. I'm not blaming you. I'm saying it appears that something or someone is trying to impede your actions.
1: Who who would do that? I mean, we're just trying to save a tree. This is the devil, brother. <laughs>
4: I know the way.
1: <laughs> I, I, I don't know why anyone would try to stop us from from saving Fallen Grove? Well... <laughs> Do you know anyone who would try to stop us from saving Fallen Grove?
2: No, I don't know anyone. Per- it would
0: be the person who's trying to... You remember the vision? Yeah. The person who's
1: trying to steal the stone?
0: That would be the assumption.
1: I
2: mean... That would make sense. It seems reasonable to me.
1: Hmm. Well, yeah, but
0: who who hates Atonia?
2: <laughs> Bad people.
0: Who? It doesn't necessarily mean that they hate Atonia.
2: Listen, Lorik, surely you're not as naive to believe that there aren't people on Manumi who want to see Hurt come to the free people of Manumi that want to see it destroyed. There have been plenty of great wars in the history of Manumi, plenty of monsters and villains that have tried to usurp authority over the realms or destroy magic or do this or do that you've all heard stories i'm certain and well yeah but
1: that's all in history everything's peaceful now i don't i don't know of any warring i know the orcs and and in the army that they, they occasionally battle for huge chunks of land but a, a, a standalone like like a dark lord of old i've not heard of anything like that in centuries
2: no, you're right. We we have been in an era of peace for quite some time now, but that is not to say that history is not ready to repeat itself at any moment.
3: They say that Voldemort and Sauron are still out there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> they are. <laughs> Got him. I don't get it. Look, I, I I'm just, I don't know who it is or what it is that is sending these things after you. But Jim, you said that you've seen, you all have seen something like these, but not like these. Are they different? How are they different? Bigger, smaller? The ones
3: we saw before were smaller and weaker and more flappy uh, with their wings. Flappy. Mm,
2: Interesting. Yes. So they were winged creatures.
3: Hence the bat. Oh. So here's a drawing I have, and I show them a drawing. It looks like an old school animation of the lizard bat flapping its wings.
2: When you say animation, is it just a drawing, or did you like draw it in the corner of the page and you, you like flip it?
3: It's not a flippy thing, it's like okay. across the s- side of the page. Oh. It's like different frames of an animation.
2: I see, I see.
3: So these are the con we were in the sandstorm with a boat and flying and also swimming or something. <laughs> And uh, these lizard bats were there, and uh, I tried to catch one, and I got to see it up close. Oh, did you get a sample? Oh, um, I tried, and he ran away because, oh, man. I mean, it was the boat was shaky. There was sand everywhere. There were lizard bats everywhere, hence why I caught one.
2: And I'd love to have had a sample of a new species. Or Interesting. Wouldn't we all? Who knows I, what I could have done with that. I
1: mean, maybe, some cool maybe if there was a magic item. Well, oh, speaking of that, you know, You were throwing those vials around out out there earlier? Yeah. Um, What was that? And can I have one? And what else (laughs) do you have in here that does stuff like that?
2: Well, I am an alchemist by trade, so those were just a few potions I had on hand. that.
1: They were amazing. I have a a magic item here that, you know, maybe an alchemist would be interested in looking at, and uh, maybe you have something that you could trade or sell or let me see? (laughs) I,
2: I don't really have any magic items. I might have a couple of those flasks, Left that I didn't use that you could possibly take with you. On oh your my journey.
1: gosh, you are the coolest gnome I've ever met in my entire life. Hey, where are these flasks? Well, <laughs> I mean, and Kellen. Yeah, whatever. Kellen first, and yeah, whatever. You, but it lies. You, you sit on it. a throne and of I, lies. I tried to get a magic item from you, and you you didn't give it to me. So.
2: Okay, listen. Um, I'm. This oh. is all very interesting, and I, I'm sure it's important, but.
1: It's mostly important that we speak to your wife, so we probably just need to rest and let her rest and guard
2: her. Well, yes, that's what I was about to say, is I, I feel like maybe I should go upstairs and get some rest.
4: Mom, here, I can help you up the stairs and take you to your room if you'd like.
2: Oh, thank you, Kellen. I, I, I would like that very much. Okay, let's go. You take your mom upstairs and... Yes. Her uncle goes over to his alchemist's table and he says, uh, let, let, let me see what I got here. Oh. And uh, I'll tell you what. Yeah. Roll me a D4. D4. Mm-hmm. I rolled a two. Okay, now roll me two D4s.
0: Jeffrey's throwing D4s. <laughs> I rolled a four and he didn't take it. I got a three
2: and a two.
0: I throw him into his okay. tray.
2: Okay. All right, a three and a two. So Sorry. you get, he he kind of digs around in his some drawers and looks around. And he comes back bearing a couple of small vials. He says, I, I didn't really have much that's finished. Looks like I grabbed most of my current stock. It would take me a few days to make any more, but uh, I do have this one. And he holds up this. They're both circular, like spherical. Yeah. He said, these are made of a pretty thin glass, so transporting them, you need to be careful because they can break pretty easy because that's kind of their whole deal.
1: Oh, I'll, I'll treat them so so carefully. What do they
2: do? What do they do? What do they do? So this one right here, and it's like a light blue and he hands it to you, and you immediately feel it's very cold. Ooh. He says, this one, is, it's like an explosive ice potion. You throw it on something, and it will cover them in a frost that will cause basically like frostbite damage. Does that make sense?
1: That makes total sense. I have spells that do that already, but this is really cool because we can just sling it.
2: Yeah, for for specific purposes, that'll do 2d8 cold damage. I'll probably so.
1: give him to Guy that way. He feels more wizardy
2: and he holds forth the other one and it's similar in size a little smaller but it is filled with this thick black liquid that's constantly bubbling
1: ooh this looks this looks necrotic what is this
2: well that's actually a very volatile acid ooh it's pretty dangerous like melt the scales off a dragon <laughs> uh, well the dragons i mean let's get real no but you know be very very powerful in a pinch so did
1: you have you met a dragon uh, no. You've not met one of the dragons?
2: Oh. As far as I know, no one's seen a dragon in... It's one of my S- dreams light. to meet a
1: dragon. One time, I was making this door to transport me anywhere, and the first place I was going to go was, was that I was going to meet the great white dragon. Or the red
2: one. Don't the legends say that the white dragon's been dead or gone for years? Many, many years. You
1: have a big imagination, Lurk. I mean, yeah, but what about, the, what about the red one? Do we know where the red one... Well, I don't know. What, we don't really know where any of them are, but it'd be really cool if I could just step through a door and just open the door right in front of one of the dragons.
2: If you wanted to die, I'll tell you what. You ever make that door, you give me, you give me a holler. I want to know.
1: I mean, I've already tried a few times, but you know, actually, we could talk about teleportation. Uh, Is this so, monster
2: zinc. Um, just please be very careful with these vials. If you were to say fall and crush that acidic vial in your pocket or pack, it would be very bad for you and anything that it touches. Oh, I'll, I'll make guy carry them. Um, I I'm not sure that I want to carry them.
1: Well, I mean, Servants, what do you say? I mean, we're trying to teach Guy, or I'm trying to teach Guy, how to be a wizard. It would it would be pretty good if he had Those some. Those
0: are not wizard's items. I mean, he just doesn't have any. You're the one who wanted them. Oh, I do want them. I then ch- you keep them.
1: He can carry them. I'll throw them.
0: No, that's not how this works. <laughs> <sighs> I had to try. Sorry, guys. Guy's not your retainer. Oh, that's true. Would you like one of these vials? If I mean, I'll take them, gladly. Mm, I think I better keep them. Okay, that's what I thought.
2: As you guys are down here doing all this back and forth about the vials, Kellen, you get upstairs with your mom. You take her to her bed over to the bed and she kinda lies down. You help her get situated with the pillows and stuff. Thank you, Kellen.
4: You're you're welcome, mom. I just I'm a little bit overwhelmed. I honestly can't tell you anything that I want to say. I I mean I almost lost you twice and Honestly it scared me, Mom. It it seriously scared me.
2: I understand. It's it's okay, Kellen. Um do you think that your friends will stay here tonight?
4: Um well I feel like we'll stay here tonight and then we'll go see Grandpa tomorrow.
2: Well
3: Pappy. What about Grampy?
2: I understand. I just wanted to make sure you all weren't going to, you know, just slip off in the night while I rest. Well no, Mom. Um
3: I actually
4: have only two hit points, so I'm probably going to need to rest.
2: <laughs> she kind of reaches out, puts her hand on your shoulder. Kellen. Yes, Mom. I, I know that this task that you have joined yourself up to is quite important. But please, don't don't get yourself killed.
4: I know, Mom. I won't. I promise I won't. I will come back.
2: Just be careful. Well, Kellen, I, I think I will... I think I'll get some rest. You go be with your father and and your friends. Okay, love you, mom. I love you too, son.
4: Kellen walks downstairs. He locks the door behind him, and then walks downstairs.
2: I assume that as you come downstairs, that Servants and Lark are probably still bickering over these vials.
1: Do you think I should keep them in my pockets on the front, or should I wear them in my sack?
4: Kellen falls down the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> you don't <the worst>.
2: Kellen... <laughs> Kellen comes rolling down the stairs
4: and is like coughing up blood. <laughs> Why are you coughing up blood? I'm almost I'm dead, dead no. bro. <laughs> oh,
0: okay. He just lost another hit point. You're rolling down the stairs. Yeah, make him roll a D4. Make yeah, him roll
2: you, D4. <laughs> you're <rolling> a D4. Here, roll me a D4. No, I'm just kidding. No. I'm at dead. one hit point. Well, you're not at one hit point. I'm at two then. Kellen, uh, are, you, are you all right
4: over there, son? Dad, I feel like someone hit me with a truck. Or. Actually, I feel like someone <laughs> hit me with something very heavy and large. You you
2: don't look great.
4: I know. He never has. I feel very sick to my stomach, sick burns, Sir Servants, but uh, not the time. We just need some rest. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go to sleep. Come on, Charlie. Let's uh, let's go to my room.
2: Charlie gets up. He's been lying over on the floor, just kind of watching you guys. He gets up and saunters over towards you.
4: Mm-hmm. I get on Charlie's back and then I point him towards the door heading to the little bridge heading across to my room.
3: I am sitting there with my notebook writing out things. All right. Lork's gonna sit at the base of the stairs that goes up to the ladies' room,
1: and he's gonna he's gonna sit there cross-legged, and that's where he's gonna meditate. Bro, you are creepy.
2: So you don't go upstairs?
1: Um, well, I mean like Have we been upstairs already? Like, Kellen's room's that way too, right? Yeah, I mean, that's what I mean. I mean,
2: you don't go to Kellen's room.
1: Right, I don't go to Kellen's room. I go, like, sit in front of her door, like, on guard and meditate there.
2: Okay. Lorik is obsessed
1: with the idea that they came to attack her, so he thinks he's protecting her.
2: Okay. What about the rest of you?
0: I'm going to follow Kellen to the room. Okay. Before I go to sleep, I want to just, you know, I'm probably going to check out that sword.
3: Okay. I look up from my notebook and see that everyone's gone, so i walk upstairs to find where they're at, and (laughs) i look
2: in Kellen's room first. Okay, you find all of them except for Loric. I almost said Lauren. You find all of them except for Loric upstairs in Kellen's room. Loric, as you are heading over to, like, the base of the steps that lead up into Renuncle and Elamir's room, Granduncle walks over there with you. Uh can I help you, Lorik? Uh hey,
1: uh I'm just gonna I'm just gonna keep watch. Keep watch. Yeah, I s I, I kinda sleep with my sleep. I, I, I kinda meditate with my eyes open, so mm-hmm. if anyone came in, I I would see them from here.
2: Oh, I understand. Uh Elamir, she meditates as well. She doesn't need sleep.
1: Oh, that's good. Uh, so I'm I'm wondering, do you, mm. do you think the the lady knows more about the the archdruid?
2: Oh, I'd say she knows plenty about him. Oh, good, good. Uh, what What are you wanting to know?
1: Uh, who Who is he?
2: Where is he? His name is Ella Vonray. yeah, yeah, Honorius. He's in the canopy. Trust me, if you go to the canopy, and you tell them that you need to speak with the archdruid. It's not going to be hard to find where he is.
1: Okay. Well, um,
2: He's not going to be a needle in the haystack. He's literally the most important person in the canopy.
1: Good. And so, I mean, it's just me and you now. Are you sure that there's nothing, you don't know anything about the grove in my vision?
2: I don't know anything about it. I, I'm not one for visions and ancient prophecies or whatever. I don't really know... Much about all of that. I, I, I'm pretty smart when it comes to mixing elements and creating concoctions and potions and understanding the properties of of a substance. But yeah, these vials they're pretty cool. But yeah, that's that's my trade. That's my speciality.
1: Maybe I'll just wait till the lady is finished resting and and I can talk to her before we go.
2: What is it that you're wanting to know, Lorik?
1: Well, I mean,
2: everything? I want to know. (laughs) She has told you everything that you need to know. She's not going to share any more about the Grove she told you. She's already told you more than she's supposed to, apparently. Look, if it's something that she hasn't told me about in all these years of marriage, it's something she's not supposed to talk about. So, just don't get your hopes up too high. I'm going to go to bed. Don't worry. I'm going to be keeping watch as well. Oh that that's good. And he goes upstairs and closes the door behind him.
0: I'm still gonna ask her. <laughs>
2: <laughs> of course. Big surprise. You all go to sleep?
1: Yeah.
0: Meditate.
4: I offer Sir Vance my bed. I'm gonna sleep on top of Charlie, so I'm gonna offer Sir Vance my comfy bed or whatever.
2: Okay. Nice. Do that.
4: Uh Sir Vance, you can you can have my bed. Since Charlie's here, I can just sleep with Charlie if you want.
0: I share a bed with no one.
4: Oh, okay. Cool. All right. Good night, then. <laughs> Kellen kind of cries a single tear, but that's it. Okay.
2: <laughs> you two and Guy all kind of lay down in your cots or beds or whatever. A few minutes later, probably, I don't know, half an hour or so, you hear someone coming up the steps, and Jim pokes his head in, sees you all in there asleep. You lie down, you go to sleep. The night passes uneventfully. Lorik, you can stir a few hours later, a couple hours before everyone else wakes up and do whatever. Prepare your spell list and all of that for the morning if yep. you'd
1: like. And wait wait for the lady to
2: come out of the door. You can click the long rest button, you know, get those, uh, get those stats or those things filled.
1: Oh, I did. D&D Beyond, though, really. So nice. I know, right? So
2: nice. So the morning comes, and not long after sunrise... Grununcle comes down the steps helping Elamir as she comes as well. And you can already tell she's visibly getting a little stronger. The night's rest really helped her out. Plus, she's been up using some of her own healing magic on herself.
0: Uh,
1: greetings, lady and grenuncle. Oh, good good morning, Laura. Did you did you get some rest? I found my meditation quite sufficient. Um I was curious, could I get a an audience alone with you, perhaps?
2: Um she looks at Granduncle kind of like, you know, she doesn't want to make her husband jealous, obviously.
1: Lark's a pretty good looking guy.
2: Oh, no, it's fine. Go ahead. And he goes over to the kitchen, starts getting a few things together. She steps over into the den and has a seat. Well, Lark, what, what is it? Tell me what's on your mind.
1: He sits across from her, crosses one leg, uncrosses the leg, crosses another leg. Well, um, I really don't know where to start, but. Me and you both know that you know a lot more than you might not even be allowed to tell us, and uh, I think this is like one of our one chances to really get something that could really help us. And you should know that it's totally altruistic. Uh, our whole purpose is just to, to to save the tree and save Fallen Grove and help Petonia.
2: Surely, I, I don't. I don't question your. Um motivations, your purpose. I, I, it's not like I think that you all are trying to cause trouble or danger. I, I believe you. I, I saw that vision in your nightmare. I, I can understand how heavily this must burden you, Larrick, but there's something that you have to understand. Yeah. It is not within my power to give you the information that you seek. I don't know everything of this of this grove. I know the story of it, and I cannot give it to you. It is literally not within my power to do so. You don't understand. It's not as simple as I just don't trust you or I don't want to share the information. Perhaps this will help you understand. You are headed to the canopy. Yeah. You're looking for Elevandre Anorias. Yes. The arch druid of the circle of the druids in the canopy. Yes,
1: the elf with a very Spanish name.
2: (laughs) I think his whole name is Elvish. But it does sound Spanish, now that you say that. I'm listening <laughs> I'm, to it. I'm, it a, sounds... I'm a
1: big fan of it, but it, it does sound Spanish.
2: He is my father.
1: He's your... Whoa. He's your father?
2: Yes. He is my father.
1: So, maybe you, you're a high-born would-else?
2: <laughs> no. No. We're not... Being high-born is an illusion, Lorik. An illusion? We are all just simply... Born, I, some are born with more privileges than others because of where they were born, or to what parents they were born. Well, I mean, like, but they are in no way the dark higher or lower because of where and to whom they were I, born. I,
1: I kind of understand that, but like the dark bolts and the silver thorns, and you know, they're all royalty to some extent. Sure, not as much anymore. Maybe I don't know. I, Maybe
2: I understand the way that that well I sort of understand the way that things are handled in Vintaven. But
1: that's just that's just politics. I'm not I'm not trying to say that one is better than the other, if that's the implication.
2: But well, that is the barrier in your own heart and mind, Lark. That I hope that you have overcome.
1: I I believe so. I I'm just trying to figure out who who this man is.
2: He is my father. He is one of the most powerful druids in all of Manumi, if not the most powerful. And he is charged with the protection of certain secrets and certain things that could, well, that could threaten all of Manumi. You have to understand that there are a lot of things that go on in the world that no one knows about. And my father is one of the few responsible for taking the watch care over those types of things.
1: So your father knows the answers too, huh?
2: My father knows the answers. I don't know the answers. I can't tell you where the grove is. I don't know where it is. But he can. If anyone in this world can tell you, he can. And I believe if you go with my son, you tell him that I sent you, and you share with him what you've shared with me, that he'll point you to the way.
1: Do you have any way to help us get there quickly?
2: I'm sending a guide. That's the only thing I know to do.
1: Uh, You've been beyond
2: helpful. Well, I have tried to be. About that time, I'm assuming the rest of you are probably waking up and stirring. Oh, oh. Charlie's like... Rrr, rrr,
3: rrr, rrr. Hey, I wake up screaming. Oh my gosh. <laughs>
1: every time.
3: Every time.
2: Of course. Oh,
3: lady, did, did you hear someone
1: scream?
2: Oh, that's just Jim. He does that every morning.
1: Jim, are you okay? Then I calm down. Never mind. I'm good. After Lorik's done talking to her, he's going to, knowing that it's time for everyone to get up, about the time they're waking up, he just opens the door to the room and goes, Okay, everyone, we need to go. We need to go to the canopy. We need to go now.
0: What? The canopy? Already? Yeah, now. It's
1: like six o'clock. Immediately.
0: Just kidding, we do need to go.
1: Can we at least eat? Take your food to go. Okay. Please, g- greet your parents. We-, we need to go yesterday.
3: I wouldn't mind a breakfast casserole.
1: But I agree. We should go. Like a quiche?
3: <laughs> Lorik stares at him with dead Breakfast eyes. Breakfast casserole. Dead eyes. Like a quiche? Is that what you mean? A quiche would be lovely, but Lorik's right. We can eat berries and squirrels in the woods on the way. Mm. <laughs> berries and squirrels. <laughs> squirrels.
1: I can't wait to see you like actually shooting squirrels out of trees and then rubbing berries on them and
2: trying to eat them. With Eldritch Blasts. Yes, just yeah. Just
1: scorching <laughs>
3: them. Just cooking them Pew, in the air. Yeah. I love that eldritch taste it adds.
2: <laughs> okay.
3: It's a little, uh, like, calamari. Some cthulhu Oh,
2: wow.
4: Yeah. Well, Lorik, if you want to go, let's go. Let's go on an adventure. To the canopy.
0: Adventure.
3: We're going on an adventure. We're going to the canopy. We're going on an adventure.
4: I want to run out of my room and go hug my mom and my dad.
2: Well, as you come... Downstairs into the area, like the den in the kitchen, which is where the stairs kind of lead down, Uh, Grin-Uncle is there, and he's kind of wrapping up some to-go stuff for you all. It's basically like granola, like road Ooh, breakfast yum. food.
0: I love granola. Granola's great.
2: Fruit and granolas. Mm. Mm. I assume that you all be ready to hit the road just right away.
1: Yeah, Dad. We're going on an adventure.
2: So I heard, son.
1: We, we got to go Immediately. Immediately.
2: Well, here's some breakfast for you to take on the road. I kind of got it in these little wraps. It's uh, just some fruit and granola. should give you plenty of energy for the road. It's a snack pack.
0: Snack pack.
2: Yeah. Got your little lunch box ready. It's
0: a bento box.
2: Oh, yes, it's bento
1: boxes.
0: Let's keep that ninja (laughs) Japanese theme going.
2: (laughs) Wow. Well, um, it was nice to meet you, Servants.
0: It was good to meet you as well.
2: And Guy, of course. Guy just kind of nods. Blushingly, gives a little like ba- slight bow, sort of situation.
0: Arigato gozaimas
2: <laughs> And Jim, it was most enlightening to meet you, Jim. And I, you, good sir. May well, that was that you're... was the mom. Oh, that was the mom.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's my mom, Jim. Good I thought sir. I thought it was Granuncle. Lark backhands well, I, him.
2: I know that I have struggled, but Elamir is like a you know like like this, and Granuncle's supposed to be more like deep voice. I thought you were trying out a new thing for (laughs) granuncle. No, shut up. It was obviously Elamir. Everyone else knew. Alan. I didn't know actually. I I thought it was granuncle. You're a liar.
3: (laughs) Well, you have, and you as well, my lady, may your healing be fast. And that's it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, Jim. I, I feel much better already.
3: I'm glad to hear it.
2: Well, fellas, uh, here, here's your your breakfast, and if you ever need anything and you're in this neck of the woods, just swing by. Will do.
3: Thank you so
1: much. It, it was a pleasure meeting you, my lady.
2: It was a pleasure to meet you too, Lorik. I hope that you have great success, and please bring my son home safely.
1: I'm, I'm sure Mom. He'll, he'll be back
0: riding a bear.
2: <laughs> I'm sure you're right.
0: Or he might accidentally kill the bear again. <laughs> oh. Got him.
1: Got him.
2: oh, poor Charlie. Well,
4: Mom and Dad, I'm going out again. I love y'all.
2: We love you too, Kellen.
4: Now give them both a hug and a kiss. Me too. I okay. do the same. Bye. Let's go, Kellen. Lead the way. Kellen just runs down the stairs like a giddy little girl, so happy to be going on an adventure. <laughs> and he's actually, like, holding all this stuff and, like, running really weirdly down the stairs. And Charlie's yeah. falling right behind him. Loric is right behind both of those guys.
2: He's like Bilbo running out after the dwarves when they left him. That's awesome.
4: Exactly. That's what I was going for.
2: Except all your friends are still behind you.
4: Exactly. It says we'll blunt the knives. Chip the plates. Come on. We're going on an
2: adventure, Charlie. That's what Bilbo Baggins hates.
4: It's an adventure. We're going to Candy Mountain, Charlie.
2: Okay. Do you all follow him?
3: Yes. Yes. As we're walking along, I'm kind of like poking at Charlie's mouth, trying to see how healthy he is and petting his nose. and He's cool with it. Okay. I was opening you for a Charlie bit my finger.
2: Oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, I missed failed. it. It's too late. And then Charlie
1: tore off your hand. You bit my finger, Charlie. That really
4: hurt. Hey, guy. Uh, so I picked up these really cool katana-looking things. Uh, I saw that. Yeah, you you can have this one. And he kind of reaches forth and like hands him the short sword or whatever. Oh, they've really helped me out through the years. So y- you could have them. You probably need them,
2: So Sweet. Thanks, Kellen. I'll try to put them to good use. You're welcome.
0: You called that a a katana, Kellen. Have you seen this type of sword before? Well, only in the movies, you know. Ah. Like The Last Samurai. That's a great movie.
2: They're cool swords, Kellen. Yeah. They're cool swords. Mm. So, Kellen, I assume you know the way?
4: I do know the way.
2: (laughs) Would you like to lead us? Which way are we heading?
4: Yes, I'll show you the way, my brother. (laughs) We are heading south. Nope. <laughs> North.
2: Sweet mother of God.
0: I well, has to guess. <laughs> east. <laughs> please, I'm going to tell you. DM, it's tell obviously
2: me. west. It's west. So you all have said all three of the wrong please directions. Please take us east. That's fine. You're going to take them west.
4: All right, guys. We're heading west, or
1: as I like to call it, weest.
2: Ah, weest.
1: That's a terrible way to say west, but
3: we'll follow you. What kind of compass do you have, my boy? <laughs> What? <laughs> <laughs> That's from SpongeBob. Remember, he says, "I'm heading west," and he goes, oh, yeah, "What kind yeah, of compass yeah. is that, my boy?" He goes, <laughs> "No, I thought it was Patrick.
4: Was like, you said east. I thought you said west. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So west.
1: What kind of compass is that?"
2: I'm so glad this is happening. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he says,
1: "That's west, Patrick." <laughs> love wisdom check. Play some D and think we all had to take wisdom damage for that
2: one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, weast.
1: All right, guys, we're heading west. And so you do. Sir you you can follow Kellen. I'll follow you. Charlie in the rear. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, Jim? Jim? We're off.
3: I'm off to see the wizard. We're off
4: to save a tree. We're off to save the tree. We're off to save a tree. We're off the wall. But first we gotta talk to my grandpappy.
1: How far is your grandpappy? Also, I think we should all roll perception checks.
4: Yes, that's a wise decision. Which I shall roll the perception check. Kellen, I need you to roll me a survival
2: check.
0: This is to see if you survive or not. I
3: got an 8.
2: I rolled a 15. You're fine. Okay. You're going to know, well, for the way you guys are going, you guys are going to go off-road. So there aren't a series of, like, major roads in Fallen Grove. Okay? There are. There's, like, a main road. Main path is more. It's more of a path than a road. But Kellen's going to take you all on the path for a time. Okay. Okay. And then after you guys reach a certain area, he's going to take you off the beaten path and you all are going to start traveling through the forest, okay? You all are heading west toward the Kalin River. The Kalin River is a very large river that cuts right down through Fallen Grove. Not the center of Fallen Grove, but it separates the eastern portion from the major western and southern portions of Fallen Grove, okay? This river comes all the way from the top of Monumi to the bottom. Whoa. It's just like a divider straight through the continent. So you all are going to have to cross that. And Kellen is taking you in the general direction of what he believes to be kind of the best route. So there are a number of ferrymen that are set up in different places along the Kalen River. He's taking you all in the direction of some where he knows that there are a few of them. Not that he goes and has been that far west in a while. They just don't go that way very often. But he knows the way. way? So you all are traveling.
0: Kellen leads us by the Kalen. I will lead you to the Kalen River.
2: It is going to take you guys, we'll say, two to three days of traveling, at least, to reach the Kaelin River. Okay. It's a
0: lot of traveling.
2: In-game, it takes you two or three days, but we're going to pass over it pretty quickly. So, Kaelin, I need you to roll me another survival check. And also, I'm pretty sure you're supposed to have... I'm going to give you advantage on this because of your preferred terrain.
4: Okay, cool. Sweet. So, I got an 11 plus my survival, which is a plus 5, so a 16.
2: Okay, roll it again.
4: Okay, a thirteen plus a five.
2: You're fine. You're not like in danger. You're you're doing pretty good. You know, you you fall right back into the mode of being in the forest, tracking your way. And the thing is, this trip from their house to the Kalen River is very different from the trip from when you guys first came into Fallen Grove. That was a difficult journey. Don't get me wrong, Guy and Kellen and uh, Jim didn't really have so much trouble, but Lorik, obviously, you had a lot of trouble, and Cervantes didn't have a great way of it either. All the trouble. And because of that, it caused it to be more difficult for the rest of you. But this journey passes with no difficulty. Oh, wow. You guys don't see any monsters. You don't see any wild beasts that are a threat. It's almost like the forest is helping you along, okay? Nice. You guys just are walking along, and you'll just come by a fruit tree. You'll just come by some of those plants and such that Kellen had pointed out that you can eat. and. The same one, Lark, that poisoned you before. Do you give it another shot, or are you still well, leery of
1: it? First, he's gonna tip, he's gonna pick it, and he's gonna sniff it, and it's gonna smell sweet. Yeah. Okay. And when he smells it, it's sweet. He's gonna eat it. And it's delicious. And he's gonna look at Kellen with his eyes wide the whole time and go.
2: <coughs> what do you, What do you think?
1: What do you? Oh, no.
4: Are you, are it, it's you okay? It's delicious. It's delicious. It's delicious. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Okay. It scared me there. I, Got him. Yeah. That was kind of a jerk. It's delicious. Move, but all right, cool.
2: Give me some more. So the next yeah. couple of days are going to pass uneventfully. You all are not going to get all the way to the Kalen River, but you're going to go two, two and a half, maybe three days travel with no problems, no difficulties, no danger. You got plenty of food. Uh, anytime you guys, well, you don't ever get low on water because of Jim's endless water supply. But you mm, know, yeah. these, you come across some springs. Everything is just it's easy going. It's it's relaxing.
1: I'm really loving loving this forest.
2: During this time, do any of you want to do anything or talk about anything, is anything that you're doing the next few days?
3: Are there any interesting flora or fauna that I'm seeing? Oh sure. Yeah. I make notes as I'm walking okay. of those things and ask about them. Hey, what's that? Hey, I haven't seen that plant before. I think that animal, that, is that a lemur?
2: Uh no, that's not a lemur. Is think,
3: this a boom? I think that's just a flying
1: squirrel. Zaboomafu. Zaboomafu.
2: Zaboomafu. That is what they call a sugar glider. I love sugar gliders.
4: I was going to say that the whole entire time, I want to be acting like the typical tour guide. Okay. And like pointing out plants and stuff.
2: Yeah. Pointing out what you can eat, what you can't eat.
4: Yeah. Like this tastes like dung and this tastes really good. (laughs) So don't eat that plant, but eat this plant. I'm going to eat that plant. Right. Like, see that over there? That's a lemur. And I. I used to have a lemur, and I called him Zaboomafoo. I took a picture of a lemur.
0: Zaboomafoo.
1: There's a lot of foxes running around here. I like foxes. Lots of things.
4: I would call
0: that fox Rusco.
4: Oh, my gosh. You got to watch out for Frederick. Lorik. Frederick? Lorik. What? If you ever meet a fox that has this scar across his right eye, yeah. his name is Frederick the Fox. Frederick the and Fox. if you ever meet him, yes. you have to kill him. He must die. (laughs) But I like foxes. What does he he say? Nope. Nope. What does the fox say? He used to dig into my dad's potato garden. He would always eat our potatoes, and we hated him. We couldn't get him to stop.
1: I can't believe your mother, being a druid, would want to kill a fox. Did he pee on everything?
4: He peed on everything. He peed on the doormat, and my mom was mad about that. His name's Frederick. (laughs) But he's evil.
1: Frederick. What does he say?
2: So... Kellen, since it was mentioned about your mom, she is a druid, but she does eat meat. Yes. So the druids kind of, it's just their own personal opinion. Vegan. Some of them are. Some of them are straight up vegetarians. They only eat plants. Typically those are like circle of the moon type druids that spend a lot of time in animal form. Your mom isn't really like that. She's more of a spellcaster type. And you aren't even, as a druid, at the place of deciding something like that, but would you think that Kellen is beginning to get a little bit of a distaste for meat, or is he still going strong with the meat-eating?
4: I think that Kellen notices a difference. Like, let's just say that one night, you know, they set up camp in the forest, and Kellen brings back some squirrels and, you know, lemur, and he's just, you know, feeding everyone. But he takes a bite out of it, and it just... It does not taste the same.
2: I'm sorry, Kellen, but you cannot fake eat a lemur on this podcast.
4: I was just, joking. I thought you could cut
2: <laughs> I'm just kidding. I mean, I'm, I'm, it can be a DD lemur. I don't care. All
4: right. Uh, but I think. Its name's the boomer food. <laughs> he eats the boomer food.
2: It, I heard that it likes to move it. Move it.
4: He likes to move, it, move it. Okay,
0: that's not a zaboomafoo <laughs> <laughs> move. Say that, Bob. I'm
2: okay. Anyway, <laughs> please finish with your story. But
4: uh, yeah, Kellen, he he eats like he starts to eat uh the squirrel or whatever, and he's just like, does it taste funny to y'all? Does this does this taste weird? Or maybe mine's a little bit overcooked. I'm
3: mine doesn't taste right. Tastes delicious. So I have a question, just mm-hmm. for my notebook. This is purely hypothetical. So let's say we're in another situation where we don't have food. You know, we're in a desert or something like that. We fly through those. I mean come on. Kit come on Jim. Since Charlie regenerates, could we eat him and then him come back and be fine? No. Ooh, no. Wow. Charlie says
0: Rrr. <laughs> That's a great idea. Again, mm.
3: just asking out of curiosity. We're not eating Charlie. Mm. That is, no. Would that break the bond in some way? Mm. He did explode into leaves. Maybe if you just cut off a leg. Well, we can have salad. Then,
4: <laughs> guys, we are not eating Charlie. Stop.
1: <laughs> Sir Vance, I'm really beginning to wonder if Jim's evil. Uh, I'm just
0: pragmatic. Speaking of Jim being evil, that reminds me of the battle that we fought the other day. The one where you completely disintegrated the giant lizard bat's body with lightning. It's pretty awesome. After he was already dead. Yeah. That's not something that normal people do. That's something that an angry person does.
1: No. He hurt He hurt the lady. Did you see? I've been angry he before. He almost killed her twice, and Kellen didn't even cry, but I was angry.
0: I fought in the war. When you get angry, you don't just brutally destroy someone's body. If it had been after you, after you, someone had her. hurt you, Sir Vance, I, I would have done the same thing that's a problem why is that a problem that is evil that's evil have you ever seen evil before well that's yeah that's what it is
1: i guess the lizard bats are evil
0: yeah and they haven't done that to us so far
1: i think they might be lizard monsters now because that one well, didn't have wings and was walking but
0: you really think that's bad it is a concern beginning to think that jim is rubbing off on you
3: <laughs> i've never done that although i do understand you know tempers were high that thing was rather uh dangerous and cruel and i i I thought just practically he was trying to make sure it didn't stand up we know some things can reanimate creatures right i,
0: I, no,
1: I was, was trying to,
3: to get it to scream out who had sent
1: it i told it i'd keep it alive until it did but it, i guess it was too much
0: no it was clearly dead and you continued you
2: fried it like bacon. You smoked its body till it disintegrated. <laughs> it disintegrated. <laughs> Let's just call it like it is. Guy says, "Lark, I think that really what Cervantes is trying to say is you need to be careful.
4: Be careful. You don't want to be overcome by the dark side.
2: Yeah, most villains didn't start out villains. I'm not a villain. I want to be a hero. No, you're not a villain. No one's saying that. I'm saying that sometimes it's rage." that leads people down a dark path.
1: Uh, uh, yeah, I guess I was angry. But I don't I don't want to be the villain.
2: I want to be the hero. You feel okay, right? Yeah. No like residual effects from whatever it was. The forest. That poisoned you.
1: Well I mean I ate that flower just a little while ago and it was fine.
2: Yeah. I mean it seems like the sanctions totally it's beautiful in here. It's, yeah, it's great in here. I'm, I'm just, just checking up on you, pal.
1: I mean, I'm, I'm
3: not going to lie. I, I sometimes look for displacer beasts in the treetops, but... Well, you know, that's just vigilance. Just remember the yeah. words of a wise little green hobbit I once met. Green? He was green. He said that anger <laughs> leads to hate, and hate leads to suffering.
2: Mm. That's wise.
3: Thank you, Yoda. He also said, do or do not. There is no try. He did say that. Jim, uh, you know, you're, uh, you're, you're just quoting movies, right? Uh, well, yeah. I mean, I never met him in person, but he was such an important part of my childhood. I feel like I knew him.
0: <laughs> Yoda is okay. the guy who gave him his magic. He's his patron. Yeah.
3: Yoda, Yoda's my patron. His boon, his boon
1: is with Yoda. No,
2: that would be awesome, though. Great <laughs> idea no, for a, cool. for a warlock build. Okay.
1: If, if Jim really wants to lecture Lorik, Lorik will be like, I'm pretty sure that you're, like, aligned with a devil or demon of some kind. No,
3: uh,
1: Probably not. Yeah, probably not.
3: How do you not know? I don't understand how you don't know. Well, sometimes sometimes there's things happen and, you know, I just wake up and I have powers. And
1: You know, Jim, there's a way that I can, if you'll let me cast a spell on you, there's a way that I could get your subconscious to tell us who your patron is.
2: I think that's a good place to stop for this week. I agree. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you taking the time to listen to our show, and we never take it for granted. Each one of you takes the time out of your day to support us by sharing with a friend. Uh, retweets on Twitter are a huge help. If you listen to the show and you don't, follow us on Twitter. Please, go do that. We do giveaways. We're actually in the process of doing a giveaway right now, which will have happened months ago, a couple of months ago yeah. by the time you hear this. But, you know, we go may do something teams. like that. Yep. We, you know, we do all kinds of things, and those sorts of things are almost always going to be primarily handled on Twitter. So if you don't have Twitter, that's fine. But if you do, go give us a follow. That helps us get the, the word out there, and also helps us to know that you love us. So follow us on there. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes or whatever podcasting service you use that allows reviews. And, of course, if you enjoy the sounds, check out BattleBards.com. We love you. Thank you for listening. We love you. Goodbye. Bye. We love Bye. you. Bye.